This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Today's podcast is sponsored by June's Journey. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game which transports you into a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance set in the glamorous 1920s. You'll play as June Parker as she embarks on a quest to solve her sister's murder. But that's not all. You'll let your imagination run wild as you get to customize your own luxurious estate island with expensive gardens and beautiful buildings. So, can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Mm. God, oh, I love. There's yes. nothing I like better now than a big pile of smoked ass cream, dude. <laughs> I have a smoker, but I haven't gotten to the smoking cream part of I smoking. Know, I wouldn't even know how to do that. You honestly. put it in there. I think that I'm not quite certain how you smoke cream. I mean, I don't know. I feel. To be honest, I'm trying to get used to the nickname. That's because that's my new yard name. <laughs> what, smoked cream? cream. Oh, smoked Whoa. cream. Um, but I think you just get a dollop of it. As long as it doesn't slip through the grills. I think that's a racist Swedish joke. Yeah. About like why they don't barbecue over there. About somehow the smoked cream always slides through the grates. It but I'm not be. quite certain. No, I don't know. But I don't know how you smoke cream. I think you just blow cigarette smoke on it, which is actually kind of fun because I'm thinking about getting back into smoking. Really? You're thinking about getting back into smoking? Something to do. Really? Well, I hope you don't. You're going to die, my friend. I know, but then you can get the vaccine early. We have our fat friends. (laughs) You've already seen some of our fat friends in New York that are already bragging. We have friends that we know. We have friends that are friends of this podcast that are bragging because you can be be fat enough. I don't know if this is actually going to be on the show, but you can be too fat to not get the vaccine. So if you have a certain BMI, I believe in so New York. So if you ate a bunch during quarantine, you get the vaccine first for just being super lazy? And I have seen several dudes being like, fucking fat enough to be fucking next level, dude. I'm next gen, dude. I've been like, this is not fair. What? It's not fair. How can, why don't, why don't we qualify? I don't know. You should actually talk to a doctor. You're not saying that you're big enough, but I you're also, enough. you're big enough. You I'm know what definitely mean? big enough. And think about how much disease can be generated within your cells and well, be given out to the world. I think my cells are strong and they fight the disease back. That's anyway, true. are we going to start the show? Yeah. Is this the beginning of the show? I think so. All right. Welcome to side stories everyone i am ben hanging out with henry evidently two guys too in shape to get the vaccine wait till they hear my yard name oh smoky cream because <laughs> smoky a man named smoke cream either gets a heart attack yep. or um murdered in jail Could. or definitely dies of covid but in between all of that they win a texas barbecue cook-off Ooh. A shirt, you get a shiny fucking oh, you get one of those statues, or just a, a big large man with an apron on. 
That's all you need. You know it's a good cooking competition when there is no monetary reward. The only reward is a small bought-at-home depot cobbled together by somebody's child trophy and a t-shirt. And if mm. it is not, if you are doing something and if getting a t-shirt isn't enough reward for you to do that thing, just stop doing it. Yeah. Because then there isn't a love there. Yeah, absolutely My not. chicken wing challenge when I got my chicken wings, 812 Super Coup, I didn't even get a t-shirt. I got my name put on a wall of a restaurant that has since closed down. Three times. It's been three different restaurants since that day. And I found when you do go on the wall of a of a storied uh, restaurant that has a history of fantastic food competition. Once they close down, that wall goes with it. But you have the memory. Do I? No, no. That's already been tarnished because the story has already grown and shrunk in many ways. You know what I mean? It's already been destroyed. It's disgusting. But Um, anyway, to get a Nobel Prize. You have to be you just able have to, to lie a bunch. You have to lie and you have to be able to stomach watching a child human centipede make its <laughs> way through an obstacle course. And apparently, if you can physically applaud at the end of it, you get a Nobel Prize. Mr. Nobel, the man who created the Nobel Prize. Or is this the uh, is this, this is the peace prize, right? Yeah, sure. You got the peace thing? Wait, is the first name Ronald? Ronald Noble. Well, the guy created dynamite. I and mean, you're not forgiven. You're not forgiven. I remember that trivia. This whole thing is just like I created dynamite. I killed a bunch of people, but now I'm going to give awards to buy off criticism. I think we're actually getting into a lot of trouble. I we might be. We might be. Well, speaking of getting into trouble, uh, Henry and I do have to say this. Um, Last week, we covered a story about dueling neighbors over snow, which, of course, very fun for us because we're I'm a snowbird. I'm from I I, I live in Wisconsin. I live in Wisconsin. I I know the the urban street battles when it comes down to snowfall and Get your snow out of my yard. I'll put it in your neighbor's yard. We had such a funny play-by-play. Do you remember how funny our play-by-play was was with all the voices and stuff we did? But then we didn't know. No, there was was a real play-by-play. Yeah, we didn't know that they were going to release the CCTV footage of the shooting. And apparently, from what I've watched, Mm. it is absolutely horrifying. It's horrible. And I can't (laughs) get it out of my mind. It might be one of the worst things that we've ever seen. And we have done a true crime show for over a decade. And um, so we just didn't see that. No. And And we didn't uh, know how many times they got shot. They both got shot many, many times. And then the man was was like not funny about it. Not like I was. No, not at all. Like you were the way you told kind of you had a character and it was mostly based on the snow. Yeah. yeah. It seems like the snow was almost like an everybody loves Raymond episode. It's the afterthought suitcase episode, the suitcase episode. It's not about the snow. There was some deep seated issues Mm -hmm. within that neighbor, uh, within that neighborhood, specifically with those two neighbors. And then he also shot them both multiple times and then shot them both. I did not know that he shot them both after shooting them many times to the point where they were crawling and screaming in the street. He then shot them both in the back of the head execution style. Yeah. And he did do it silently he no. also taunted them anyway so we got a lot of messages being like guys you were a little bit light on that story but we did not see that footage mm-hmm. and we're not we're not backtracking here i'm just saying we did not see that footage and now that we saw that footage they he, that's why we're entertainers and he's not that's the thing because that was not entertaining he, he that was, was bad not, he was not funny for a minute not even for, he and, didn't even try no and he, you're on camera buddy aren't you embarrassed it's a little bit weird that there are cameras everywhere well, no, I also I mean, just didn't think it's even there, worse. I didn't think there were going to be cameras of this event because it's just mm. a little neighborhood. That's what I mean. Honestly, he should have wore a better shirt or something if he knew how famous he was going to become. But then I guess he did commit suicide. Oh, I think it, it's God. a terrible story. A horrible story. But what we do here is we translate. We translate. So anyway, if you want to have a fully horrible traumatized day. day, 
If you're just doing too good right now and everything is going great, watch that video First and you'll be all, brought, you'll any, be brought right back down to earth. Anybody whose career got better in the last year is a fucking monster. Well, you know, I, I will I say don't that. Know. I will. Say. All right. Well, we do have some stories because the world continues to giveth. I guess we could talk first about dumpsters in Philadelphia. Dumpsters in Philadelphia. We also have to. Uh, do we want to talk about what happened with Bruce Springsteen? I think Bruce Springsteen. We'll find out. There are more facts to come out, but Bruce Springsteen was headhunted by. This was a revenge arrest with that for that DWI. But that's me fighting for Bruce Springsteen. As I'm in should. his corner when it comes down to and it. You know what? You're his height. Yes, Bruce Springsteen is a little bit more. Uh, compact than one might think. He's because a true his energy is so big. That's the thing. He he appears to be larger. That's why people think a lot of times when they meet me, they ex- they are so afraid of me because they expect <laughs> for me to expand in size. He's one of the best performers. The only good part of New it's Jersey, the and there is no reason why. I think he got done dirty, but we'll find out. Absolutely, of course. Free Bruce Springsteen. He is a hero, and you know that was politically motivated. But anyway, let's go to Philadelphia. Philadelphia police are investigating after multiple bodies were found at two crime scenes, and they were found in U-Haul vans during a traffic stop. This now, story, these officers, unlike the officers that arrested Bruce Springsteen, actually did their job by asking. What's in there? What's in there? What's in there? So it was around 9 a.m. It was on Sanibel Street. Investigators said someone called the police because they're like, I think there's a burglary in process uh, in, in progress. And so naturally, the cops, because they're heroes, said, we'll be right there, ma'am. When they got done arresting Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> or what was this? Philadelphia? <laughs> this oh, he Philly. got done arresting Ben Franklin. <laughs> and then they decided to go handle this little crime here. But this what is- other person from Philadelphia that you can name? Rocky. No, one real human being. Rocky's son. Joe Frazier would have been the right answer. Um, this this story <laughs> actually kind of gets complicated. Yes, it so does. So this started, uh, they were, they were, it starts at the house of Peter Gerald. Now, apparently, Peter Gerald, who is a masseuse, which is, you know, again, Uh-oh. I love a masseuse. I love a masseuse. Um, I love it when they just fucking, you ever have a masseuse get so deep up inside your own ass, the next thing you know, you're having sex with them and there's a whole film crew there? You know, the weird thing is, when we were in Sydney, Australia, I went to a masseuse and and I couldn't take my pants off, but it's so weird because I've done a series of other fun things with a series of other fun people. But for some reason, the massage, I just I didn't feel comfortable getting totally nude because I, I'm not in the mood. I don't know what to do. expect back there. What I said was a satire, but they don't really touch your asshole. They, she was like, oh, you take the pants off. And I was like, no, I'm well, good. You take the pants off to be relaxed because they're going to get at your legs. They're going to get at your feet. They're going to go at the top of your thighs. I just can't be. I don't know what would happen back there. Were you afraid that she's just going to fucking go she, off like a she, loaded she, shotgun without the fucking <laughs> safety on it? No, but she did seem very upset that I would not remove my pants. She's upset to the point for where, you. She no, wants you to be relaxed. I think it's because she wanted to get inside. <laughs> I feel yeah. like not every masseuse is entranced anyway, by your asshole. <laughs> anyway, Sergeant, the spokesperson, Sergeant Eric Grip, he had a lot to say about what's going on. <laughs> well, this guy went missing. So Peter Gerald seemed to be missing for about a week. Um, he operated needing you therapy. According to Annie McCormick, oh. this was a this is a tweet that she put out. He was a licensed masseuse focused on healing practices like Reiki. He even gave pet massages. But I, hopefully he asked first. I'm sure he did. I'm going, to, I'm going to assume that he did. I give Wendy little massages on her back, but I joke yeah. about her being stressed because she's not stressed. Her whole life is complete. 
completely taken care of. But unfortunately, with the Chihuahua variant, she is always stressed. Always. I know that with Jerry. It's a part of her little nature. And so he cared for exotic animals like birds, fish, and totals. um, But they think that he might have offered work for someone who took advantage. So he was missing for a week. Um, And then what they found was this U-Haul truck just parked in front of his house Weird. that then left, right? So it was just there. So the neighbors have been watching him. They had not seen him come in and out of the house. They watched this U-Haul truck leave and they called being like, I think somebody's wholesale robbing this man's house with moving equipment. Can you also say this? How fun is that for the neighbors? You peek through, you have your blinds, it's my fantasy. you put your wind, you put your fingers up to open up the blinds and you're like, I think something's going on with the neighbor. It and is. then everyone's like, Kathy, you're being a little hysterical right now. But then sure enough, Kathy is correct and something is happening at the neighbor's house. I am so excited. I would love to see murder, but I don't get to. It I doesn't just see happen them, that often. I just see the rotor rooter man coming in and out of my neighbor's house every day and I I go like and what uh-huh. I like to do is go get the mail and if I ever see that person I go ah rotor rooter huh huh must be taking some big dumps huh huh it's a good thing you didn't say the rotor rooter man was coming in and out of your house because I know your plumbing is just fine and your wife is having sex with the rotor rooter man why are you doing this to I'm me I'm sorry Pablo just needs a place to come in <laughs> that is a horror <laughs> that is your, your wife oh my god oh my sergeant no! This is what I'm sorry. No! This is what Sergeant Eric Grip said. He said, "So the vehicle pulled over, and as soon as the officers got out of the car, the driver of the U-Haul just came right out the door and said, "I don't want anything to do with this." And there's a body in the back. He said, "All right." So the words were because there was a follow-up article to this article. So he left, but they went in. The the asked these two men to leave as they they asked these two men that were driving this U-Haul truck to leave a man named Teray Herring 47 he uh, I guess was also now he's charged with abuse of a corpse and burglary charges because we're going to say they found out there was a bunch of body parts in the back of his U-Haul truck so when he came out he's a registered sex offender he exited the vehicle saying I didn't do it. It wasn't me. I was just paid to move a body. And the driver was actually not charged. Just okay. he was charged. So it is, it's not super illegal to just be charged to move a body. I mean, you know, it's just really, it's like what um, a fat asshole clown pogo. John Wayne Gacy. It's like when John Wayne Gacy was I like, just ran an illegal mortuary. This guy is just a limo driver for corpses, but he doesn't have the license, which makes him a mortician. I don't know what it does. <laughs> What's the name of that person? I think that that's not correct either. Okay. But they, so they went in. Um, they wanted to go. For the, so the Wednesday before all this happened, they called for a welfare check on Gerald. Officers arrived at the residence, but not forced their way inside because the home seemed secure. There was no signs of a break in or foul play. After interviewing Herring, the guy that they pulled over, they found body parts inside of this attached garage and the U-Haul truck oh and evidence that it seemed like someone had tried to burn the remains. But when they went to a Wawa store that was a, the there was a dumpsters, but there was a dumpster behind a Wawa store in Kelvin Street near Gerald's home. No. And they discovered more remains no! include what they believe to be deep fried hands and feet. Wait a second. First of all, never misuse the dumpster of a Wawa. Wawa dumpsters are there for construction workers to have their sandwiches and sit on top of during their lunch breaks. That's cute. I have a fantasy of America. Never dump a corpse in a freaking dumpster behind a Wawa. That is ridiculous what they've done. The thing that I find really concerning is that um, these hands and feet were deep fried in (sighs) what I can imagine was 
at the Wawa. Oh my! So God. I don't Wait, know what people. Are, I don't know who's deep frying these hands and deep frying the feet. If does not have if you don't have access to a deep fryer, but his also what's were that they, is okay. I have to ask: Were they breaded? Do they bread them? Don't make me hungry. I'm serious. Because how well? What else do you do? I mean, you, you have could just deep br- fry it like a chicken wing. You don't you don't bread a chicken wing. Yeah, I get you know? not a good one. No, please. Although no, I don't hate it. And then you do the sauce after the fact. I forget where I did have one good breaded chicken wing. But now, of course, I digress. We're talking about human hands and mm-hmm. deep fryer. But yeah, I'm already very hungry. Yeah. But when they had to go, apparently after they discovered all this, they had to go to the, the animal care and control team of Philadelphia. They had to go to Gerald's residence and removed more than 60 exotic animals, including 30 parrots, as well as bearded drag lizards. Jeez tortoises and koi fish each one of them with one of those spa towels on because they were just waiting for their appointment to get their hot stone treatment you imagine how difficult it is to be the aflac duck you're there you're a spokesperson everyone wants to constantly be like say it say it aflac duck say it say it say 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 it bitch say you aflac fucking bitch just one day you wanted to get your massage from again just to really highlight how adorable this man is the masseuse was called the masseuse therapy Business was called Needing You Therapy, K-N-E-A-D-I-N-Y, Needing You Therapy. Honestly, though, I don't... Super adorable. I don't like the idea of being... I don't like the idea of a masseuse saying he's needing me. That's what you do with dough. You know what I mean? You're well, just yeah, straight you up are, calling me. But what else are you? I know that I am You're, doey. Yeah, pork pie. Pork no, pie boy. Get on in here. I know that I'm doey. What it comes down to, we I'm don't sorry, have to... I'm sorry, the Aflac duck is... Uh, he bumped you. Aflac. I knew I'm sick of masseuses in L.A. Oh, Henry. I Zabrowski. need to update my IMDb. Oh, you Wolf of Wall Street, Henry Zabrowski. I'm sorry. You've been bumped for Aflac. God the duck is here. Yeah, the duck, duck is going to have to. And his uh, his penis, as it gets larger, that takes a while for the, the whoa, massage to take place. Whoa, whoa, look at that duck's penis taper. Aflac. Right. Um, I understand, though. I'd let him bump me. OK, of course. Uh, but now we're seeing it looks like the man is now in custody so who uh, is in custody the dr- not Trey the driver Herring. Okay. it is not the driver it is the man in the back and the this the passenger seat but they're trying to figure out what the hell else is happening they don't know exactly what went down with gerald they don't know Aww. when he when he officially went murdered it sounds like somebody got a massage and then he ended up making it a not relaxing experience for the masseuse. Well, neighbor Linda Zander. And of course, you. this is why I'm going to move wherever I move. And I'm like, is there one neighbor named Linda? Because you need a Linda. Got to have a Linda. <laughs> a Linda in every community. That That's what keeps the whole thing safe and going. You don't know it. You don't but know without it. that Linda, your entire town will fall apart. It takes a grassroots mayor like Linda. That's what I call someone who's a bossy um, neighbor. Neighbor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Grassroots neighbor. Grassroots, Grass, neighbor. grassroots, grassroots mayor. mayor. <laughs> she is there. She's not chosen by the people. No. She's not chosen by anyone. She's chosen by herself. Linda is out there. She's got her binoculars on. Most you of the time see, you don't my, like Linda. My mother's a Linda. I know. And she is can be polarizing. But my mom is also a person that does also to this day explain to me what Every single neighbor is doing on the street, which I'm not going to say I I got this genetic trait. No, but it's close. I'd so, same breasts. Linda Zander. I don't want to talk about your mother's breasts. I mean, I was blessed. <laughs> 
with beautiful breasts. Look at them. I didn't. We've talked about it. Now I actually did have to look at them. Look at them. Look at them. I know what they look. Shirt I got on. Linda Zander again, the neighbor we all deserve. Although you do know, ninety nine percent of the time she's just looking through your window. Oh, she's a fucking. And it's just like, come on. But this time, almost like the movie Rear Window, she actually saw the thing that she thought she has seen for the past twenty five years. So excited. This is this is what she said. She says we figured he was always. We figured he was always helping them do something. You know, I guess this is his payback for doing something nice. Christ. All right. That's that is very a Linda. That's a Linda response. <laughs> I guess this is his payback for doing something nice, which is why when Linda talks to her children, she says, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything because I know what you're going to do. I know what you're going to do. <laughs> I, as soon as I let my guard down, you're going to cut off my little, my beautiful Mom, little toast and you're going to put them in the deep fryer at the Wawa. We were just saying it, it would be good when you go into Ubers to wear a mask because it's just, it's dangerous. I'm not robbing a bank. No, I know you're not robbing a bank. I it's have just, no it's, reason to wear a mask. What am I? This let, is the balaclava? Mom, just... All right, I'll wear a mask, but it's got little kitties on it. <laughs> that's cute. I hate you, but I love you, Mom. Um, that, so that's a horrible story. We're going to find out more as that uh, unravels. And again, poor guy. Um, he just wanted to be a massage therapist, needing new therapy. R.I.P., bro. That's really sad, and hopefully people are held accountable. I don't know. Ugh, the deep fry thing is like. I mean, so where we were they think, deep fried? And you got to change that oil. I mean, I'm guess sorry, what, though? I'm not going to the Wawa. Did they say what Wawa was? If you're in Philly, don't go to any Wawa right now. It was on. Uh, I'll look up the street name. It was the Wawa on. Because that um, is horrifying. It was the Wawa on Kelvin Street. All right. So, so um, avoid you know, that. just go ask them if they've changed the oil or when's the last time they deep fried human hands and feet in there. Oh, um, my God. Because they have to legally answer you. Well, how would you even put a human hand on one of the roller sheets? It would just flip flop. Well, you and got flip, the deep flop. fryer in the back. No, you cut it up and you fly it and you fry it and you fry it. And the way you know it's done is that they start to float. Um, that's common <laughs> with chicken wings. You're a psycho. But I, they also found a full <laughs> severed human torso in a garbage bag in the back of the U-Haul. There was a lot of this is just one person. And I will say they didn't even try to bubble wrap this shit. And that, my friend, when it comes to moving, is a crime worse than murder. All right. Well, speaking of smuggling, do you want to do this light story? or Do you want to do this? Let me first say okay, this great. story. The the Dyatlov Pass strikes again. <gasps> Last week, I think that we covered that they, they in the lamest turn of events possible, Frozen, the movie, Disney movie Frozen, mm-hmm. might have helped some part of Dyatlov Pass mystery um, where people went missing in the 1960s. Well, they said it was, a, we, it was a bunch of snow. It was a snow, which Storm. was great, whatever, cool, fine, but they are still only part of it, the part of the explanation. But apparently, this week, a group of tourists went missing again. In the Dyatlov Pass. Okay, see, when something is made famous for having people disappear while being on it, this isn't a tourist attraction. This would be like if Pompeii was still smoldering. I just went and go see other people. It's like you can die. When we went, we went to Pompeii, and Pompeii does have the slight threat of it can go again. Like, it can go again. That's a level. That is a, is that... I love mm. it. I mean, that's just. But if you, you know when it's coming, doing that, you know when it's coming. Do you? I don't know. They didn't. 
they did. They thought it was, there's a lot of shit going. There was a lot of stuff wrapped into that story. All right. There's a lot of stuff in the wrapped in the pound pay story. We technically should cover on last podcast and left. It's fascinating. Um, but the Dyatlov Pass was completely, uh, the Dyatlov Pass mis- uh, like disappearances are completely avoidable. Yes. Because um, you know that it's crazy. I know that I would go. I definitely would want you? to go the Dyatlov Pass. Absolutely. But I would go in the summertime. Um, and you would of- go, you would go with like. Like the the Ritz Carlton of Sherpas, like you would go very like I'd be in would, a car watching it from binoculars. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's how I'd go. I could see you, Marlon Brando, like the island of Doctor Moreau, being carried go. on the big chair. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that is the way to go. That's how you see. It's such a good way to see the world bobbing on the shoulders of people you don't pay. And then hear you complain at the end of the day, being like, "It is kind of a bumpy ride, though." Is their backs are oh, broken back. and their oh, shoulders are splintered? Just, oh, oh, I remember. I mean to stretch next time I take this <laughs> slave car. <laughs> so this, this comes from Newsweek, so you know it's real. Oh, they, dropped, they dropped off the oh radar. Oh, Lord. But anyway. A group of tourists have gone missing in, inf- in the infamous Russian mountain pass where nine people died under mysterious circumstances more than 60 years ago. Eight tourists from Moscow were, who ventured into the Yatlov Pass in the Ural region had not returned by Wednesday morning. This was Uh-oh. from uh, last week. I believe last was the last Wednesday. Okay. I don't know if they're come, they've come back. The source said they were supposed to leave at eight o'clock this morning, but they have not returned and there's no return. There's no contact with them. Uh Oh, that's they went out there to take a look at it. The ministry of emergency situations in the Sverdlovsk region told the outlet is that there were three registered groups of the past and they were in contact with all of them. If the group is not registered, then there has been no reports of missing people either. Oh, they're dead. So they're trying to say that maybe these are people that kind of went super Indy and did not report that they were going and then now now are gone. Be very careful. It might not be cryptids, but no matter what, wolves are real and bears are real. Bears are real. So just never go to a place that's known for human devastation. Either way, you're gonna, it's going to be cold, though. No matter what, you're going to be cold. It's not fun. Some people like the cold. Yeah, but they don't like the cold. They like the cold because they think they're strong enough to handle the cold, and they only like it because it thinks they it makes you by proxy a pussy. Some so people then they like say, it, I like the cold because it makes you a pussy because you don't, but they don't like the cold. I don't think anybody likes the cold. No I mean, way. I'm, For me, I'm, I'm a hot, I run hot, and I like being in the tropicals. <laughs> but it's like, you know, our buddy Adam Mortz, who is a you Great know director. A full-on Wisconsinite, but he's one of those dudes who wears shorts no matter what temperature it is. And I know sometimes he's cold. He has to be cold. I know that there are times when his feet are cold. And I actually think he's the one who runs hot. We run cold because we need the heat like lizards. Heat. Yeah, I'm a I'm one of those dragon lizards rescued from that Masusa's house, like Ace Ventura's house. Oh, I really wonder if that man was living a good life or just a horrible hoarder life, because it sounds like that's a lot of freaking animals. Honestly, it also sounds like, you know, if you massage animals for a living and then your whole house is filled with animals that got to be massaged, do you ever get a break? I don't think you do. Who's massaging you? Well, Hmm. the deep fryer. (laughs) All right. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. 
It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses Filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay, because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt and not only are you going to get the judge reinhold sitting on the clydesdale entire series clothes and non-clothes what we also are going to offer and i mean this we're trying to get into giraffe rides i brought this up the other day we got to start riding other animals but horses take pictures of the horses photoshop the horses into other celebrities but stop riding them save a horse ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. Hey, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape design, and how best to take care of your plants. I love fast growing trees because i just moved here to los angeles i got a yard now and i'm doing all the landscaping myself i love working in my garden i love planting stuff i love growing stuff and the cool thing about fast growing trees that i really like is that they tell you exactly what type of growing zone you're in i'm in growing zone 10 and they can tell you exactly what type of trees or plants, or whatever you can put out in front of your house. Uh, I'm looking at the Norfolk Island pine tree. I'm looking at putting a little bit of red sister cordyline up in front of my fence. I think that'll the red will really pop nice. And maybe for the backyard, I got an extra planter that I might put a Satsuma plum tree in. And these prices are reasonable. They're reasonable if you've ever been to a nursery. But right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It's sports. Prize picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor, oh, it's eaten up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Yeah. Toss that rock. Come on, guys. Yeah, pass it around. Get on the excitement. 
with Price Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious caps. Whether it's hula hoops or earring hoops, you're going to know everything you need to know about sports. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Price Picks with little as four correct picks. Conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketball are getting closer. Basket. Ball. Price Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entry stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. I sure wish that Bobby Bonilla was still in the game because I would pick him to go all the way. Can you imagine Bobby Bonilla play basketball? Woo-wee, dog. Then it would be more like baseball, but Bobby Bonilla would still be crushing it in the contract game. Woo! The deadliest game of all. Download the app today. And use code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Well, let's continue to talk about smuggling. But in this case, this is actually because we'll have a palate cleanser because I know we mentioned Bruce Springsteen getting arrested and people are still very upset. <sighs> I'm, I just I came in mad. I saw you today. I was driving through the parking lot and I saw him. So I honked and I was like going to run him over. You know how friends do. Yeah, it really scared and me. And then I rolled the window down and I was like, are you mad? And then you're like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and then we talked about it in the elevator. So it was good to get it out. But yeah. then I was mad, too. With yeah, we what got happened mad. With Bruce Springsteen. Anyway, a man. You know, people are always smuggling stuff out of Mexico. Every day of our lives, they're smuggling in, they're smuggling out, they're smuggling up, they're smuggling down. You know all about immigration. Because they got the tunnels, they got the airways, they got the lakes. Well, this man was not... Gulf of Mexico! He wasn't smuggling people, nor was he smuggling drugs. This man was busted trying to smuggle 194 pounds of pure, uncut Mexican bologna. I love getting bologna. Because honestly, getting that bologna before it's stepped on? Because how many times bologna's cut with these fucking laxatives? Oh my God, get out of here. Half of the stuff is just baby uh, laxative, yeah. Yeah, you know how many times you get bologna, next thing you know, you're in a coma because of the meat nil in it? Exactly. That is a take on fentanyl. Fentanyl, which, by the way, again, if you're going to do drugs, get a tester. We just be very safe because we do not endorse any of those drugs. Bad. Yeah, but give or give some to your least favorite friend and see how he reacts first. That is the organic way to do it. When it comes to the baloney, I think your friend would be pretty happy. The person was only fined five hundred dollars for trying to smuggle in the hundred and ninety-four pounds of Mexican baloney. This is barely a crime. It's a meat heist. That actually, I was surprised they weren't they weren't coming down harder on. So, of course, this guy was 49 years old. He's a Mexican resident. I believe they need to let this guy go. But if you are working at immigration, if you are working at customs, they do it by weight, right? Because you're driving over. They're of like, course. That car weighs more than it should because he was driving a Nissan Rogue. So they're like, you know, they know what that's supposed to weigh. And they said, that's a little heavy. They must have thought that they were going to find the most so amount of crystal meth. much fucking They coke. were like, today is the day we're going to get our, we're, we're going to get, get our pictures. pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With them, with them, with all the bales, <laughs> you know, like with the big American flag. And they were so excited. And indeed, it was nothing but baloney that they found. Although they did still take the picture. They took the glamour shot of all the baloney on the table being like, yeah, look at us. Look what we did. Where does the baloney go once it's in their holding section? What happens when baloney is evidence? Unfortunately, authorities, they confiscated the meat and they destroyed it because, quote, what? it was black market meat. What? Uh, this is according to uh, uh, port director Tony Hall. He says it's important that travelers understand that they should declare all items they are transporting from a to uh, from abroad. 
to avoid fines and penalties. And no, do you uh, think that? Yeah. Let me, can I see this picture? You have it on your phone. I want to see. Take a picture of this baloney. Now, I'm looking at this. I think it's not. I don't think it is black market. I think that's solid ass bologna. To be honest, I don't know exactly of all of the meats. Isn't bologna of all of them? It's like inherently black market because anything can be smuggled inside of bologna. Bologna is the definition of the American dream. It brings together all parts. And I mean, it's hooves, it's it's assholes, assholes, it's eyes. It's everything. There's some good like there's some good breast in there, though, some good rib meat, maybe. But it just boiled down into a slurry and then made into a tube. And that's the thing. Mm. But bologna exists in all cultures, right? Because in the Italians, it's more like the mortadella, like something like that, where like a bologna mm, Nice, but you talked about you're obsessed with the bologna sandwiches from that one place in Nashville. Do you remember the saga we had and the heartbreak that was achieved because of the weird lukewarm sandwich? And you say, I want to say in your denim jacket pocket that I was supposed to come and get in the middle of Nashville, but then you consumed it anyway. It was absolutely phenomenal. Oh my God, I'm totally blanking on the name of that place. It is, it was uh, on the main, it's on the main drive. It's on the honky tonks. It's one of the biggest, most famous, oldest honky tonks. Oh, it's one of the, I can't wait to go back to Nashville. Absolutely. But yes, I'm surprised you actually have less to say about this meat situation because I'm looking no, at I this do and honestly looks- I'm trying to think of the name of the damn honky tonk bar that I love to go to in Nashville they have the fried bologna sandwich it has the mayonnaise it, it, I mean it's absolutely phenomenal it's the greatest sandwich I've ever had. I, it's somebody's name, Rubles or, or, or Rachel's. Yeah, I think it's Rachel's. R- Rachel's. Um, oh, no. When this is a the problem. They look up biggest Nashville honky tonk and the technically Ugh. Kid Rock's big ass honky tonk rock and roll steakhouse is the physically is physically the largest. Honky-tonks. It is not accurate. Do not. Um, but go- also shut down for COVID, too, obviously, because of the fucking tootsies. tootsies. Robert's Western yeah, World. Yes, there Robert's. we go. It's Robert's. Also, Kid Rock's donkey honky tonk yes shut down for covid reasons but also everyone gets hammered it's three stories they try to jump (laughs) on the third story this happens every month apparently and i do it my only complaint with the kid rock donkey honky tonk they don't actually play honky tonk music it's mostly kid rock music it was just or kid rock alike music yeah it was kid it's kid rock adjacent music so just in a a huge stage so dangerous but anyway going back to the baloney it is packaged professionally we have people who are starving. People need food. And you know for a fact these border agents brought it home to their wives and their wives had sex with them for the first time in a year so because excited. they were so happy they provided for the family. But I will guarantee four of those cylinders of bologna has like a rat skeleton in it. But well, that's bologna. Aren't you allowed? That's you're what allowed I'm saying. a little bit of rat in everything, right? You're allowed to have a certain amount of rat feces, a certain amount of bug parts, mm. a certain amount of blood, a certain amount of, I want to say a certain amount of human semen. You can, if you can <laughs> test for it, there's like I a certain, so. there's a legal limit, obviously regulation, but I think that you can have up to four bros worth of semen in there. Well, I don't know why would anyone would want to come in the bologna batter because it's not exactly a sexual, it's not, no one would get, to, I don't know. You can have one of those weird, like, you know, you know how people have like fun, um, like haunts, like yeah. they do a thing for like work. They could do like, you know, like one of those things where what, what's it called? Take take your come to work day. You don't take your come to work day. <laughs> you know how many times I bring my daughter come to work? It's <laughs> a horrible thing to I, name I, your I daughter. I brought my come to work today. It's in my boss. Oh, my. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the um, I'm talking about fucking scavenger hunt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a scavenger hunt. <laughs> Like having, I'm talking about a scavenger hunt, like having one of those things where it's just like one of the items on the scavenger hunt list is that someone is going to go fucking come in the baloney. Well, that, but that's, that's not, you don't scavenge someone. 
It's a can I think it can be experiences, but you have to take a picture of the cum leaving your dick going into the baloney. You have to have proof. Well, I don't. Then I then you I would have say one don't baloney eat the looks curiously like you. Well, you could make a boob out of the baloney, I suppose, or a butt. You can do anything out of baloney. Anything uh, out yeah, of baloney. Absolutely. But just be careful eating baloney. It is very tasty. Again, go to mm. Roberts and support them and their fantastic baloney sandwiches. Um, this is a story that I want to get into a okay. little bit today that is there's a lot of chatter in the UFO world. There is a lot of chatter that is pointing more towards than not. There is an official investigation inside of the U.S. government okay. with actual material from a UFO. This story obviously comes, it comes from the sun. So you're going to immediately be like, Henry, you're full of shit. Right. Well, but, the sun, they do have a lot of days that they have to fill with content. But I have seen this story now fold out over a period of time that it's more about like, if you see the breadcrumbs and you follow them, you can see there is a weird kind of conversation that is happening. Definitely. According to this article, Pentagon admits that it has been testing wreckage from a UFO. Some kind of crash and findings they may, they quote unquote, may change our lives forever. That is according to researcher Anthony Bregalia. Can I just say this really stop? I'm sorry to stop you because I know you're going to get going. You're going to get rolling here on UFO stuff. <laughs> but do we, do we even want the spacecraft that crashed? Because isn't that spacecraft innately flawed? Unless we shot it down on purpose. Okay. I, we don't know. That's All the right. whole story about Roswell. There's the, basically what this is, is that there was a Freedom of Information Act that came out. A report, and I'm sure a they went flipped in. it over very quickly. Because you know when you do a FOIA, it's like the next day it shows shows up. It took three years. Oh, okay. Um, and it's this weird admission where it's like, basically, uh, this UFO researcher, I mean, I'm not going to speak to the, the credibility of this UFO researcher. I imagine his social media is filled with interesting <laughs> ideas. Um, but he wrote this. They believe um, he sent this this FOIA uh, request in and he said that the, he wanted to know about if they had any results of tests. Right. He wrote to the DIA okay. requesting details um, of, of any sort of research into some sort of like anomalous material that they had. And if there was any research into it. And he said, according to his request, he said this could include physical debris recovered by personnel of the Department of Defense as residue. Flotsam. Oh, flotsam. What's that? Flotsam. <laughs> shot off material and crashed material from UAPs, right? Or Sounds I like identified something you might find in baloney. <laughs> it's, it's I honestly think by definition, baloney is flotsam. Okay. Um, but the DI actually got back in three years. Uh, they released this 154 pages of tests results Damn. that include reports on this mysterious memory metal called nitinol. Right. Which is this essentially an aluminum type metal that can be balled up and can snap back into shape. Right. Okay. They can basically can be fucked with physically and then it goes back to its normal spot. Now, if you are a student of Roswell, if you've paid attention to anything that we've talked about, we know that sounds exactly like the material that they said was replaced in that infamous picture that has the the guys with the tinfoil. And they're like, it was a weather balloon is them yeah. all laughing and shit. There's that story that the idea that. The original material that was found right after the Roswell crash was taken and replaced with this aluminum foil right. after they originally came out and said this UFO crashed and then they whitewashed the whole thing, whatever. But there, there is some real chatter saying that this shit is real. That goes back as far as to 2009, that this idea of this nitinol might possibly be some kind of chemical retro 
technology from okay. whatever it was we found that day. And there's some pointing towards it might be the reveal in Jacques Vallée's new book, The Best Kept Secret. He's got a new book coming out in May. Um, that is, he, he, I don't know if you saw that Jacques Vallée was on, he made the rounds on yes, all of did. the various podcasts. And he's been saying for years that he's been holding on to these meta materials, that he has this shit and he's got, got it and he holds it very close to the vest. And he doesn't want anybody to know exactly what it is so because in, he's been waiting for this book. Essentially, so, yes, he wants to say because you know how books sell, they fly off the shelves. <laughs> I will buy this book. No, absolutely. We'll probably cover it for a full episode. But so in the FOIA request, did he get back documentation that they said, yes, we have this material? Basically, what they said is we one of the materials mentioned in this list was a metal that could act just like this nitinol. So they did admit to that. Yes, that's cool. It is. Well, now nitinol is a known quote, like it's out there, like it is a thing. But they're saying that it might have come from a retro built technology from inside of a UFO. It's more this more points to there has been a lot of talk in the UFO community about this concept that the United States government, what the what disclosure will eventually look like is an admittance that they have weird shit somewhere in a hangar weird science but they don't know what it is yeah. and so we'll find out but it's, it's getting just, more and more I feel interesting like they're gonna debut it inside of something cool so it'll be like we got all this new technology but they're gonna market it as like the microwave that cooks your bologna even faster it's gonna be like it put might, into a product and then everyone's just gonna be like i know what a microwave is and they've been saying this for years like right. that's what they've talked about where this all if they have what's it gonna be a car I mean, I know, look at the new car would be awesome. What happened to that fucking Tesla truck? Do you remember that thing? That thing fucking ruled. No, all I know is it was a horrible debut. I love that fucking truck. I took an Uber after a Saturday. So I have not been drinking. So I drank on Saturday and I got I got drunk to the point where I was embarrassed for myself because I was like, what? Not I didn't do anything stupid, but I was like, what an idiot. I don't even know how to my my beers. I was like bullying myself inside of me. I was like, what kind of moron doesn't know how to have a couple of beers and hang out? And I literally had to be like, Henry, I got to go. I think I did an Irish goodbye for the first time, like ever. I've never done that. But I got into an Uber and it was a Tesla. And I got to say, that man was so defensive. I got in. He's like, yeah, it's a Tesla. I was like, all right. Oh, cool, cool. I great. didn't even say anything. And then it was the most uncomfortable ride I have Why? ever Why had. Why was he mad? Because it was one of the first gen Teslas. Oh, it so it's an old Tesla? And it does not hold up well. Well, that's this is my thing with Tesla. But I mean, obviously, this is not a car but I review no problem podcast. With the Tesla, but, you, yeah. but I am scared about the future of Tesla. I know that this is going to shake the stocks. <laughs> but I am worried I about the future of the Tesla cars. But, you know, we have friends that get them and they love them. But I have no clue. I'm not ready to give Elon Musk my money. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but who knows? This is a... This story will obviously play out in a million different ways, but you know how I also spent my fucking weekend? How else? I fucking rolled up a big old fucking joint. I got one of these auto grinders, right? So uh-huh. I went and I fucking, I made a big old joint. I I was so exacting that I layered mounts of Keef inside of it just so wow. that I can re-get into it. And then I found a Reddit <laughs> channel, a Reddit collection of the most compelling UFOs that exists. And if you want to wow. see some fucking shit. Are you being serious? Dog, yeah, dude. <laughs> okay. If you want to see some fucking shit, dude, uh-huh. look at this. I'm gonna have have Kissel react live 
to this video that I'm about to show. Okay. Look at this fucking shit. triangle right, UFO see this triangle? over South Look Carolina. at this thing. What is this? Three lights in a three lights in a, a p- position. See how they're moving in exact the same speed right here. This is like the live show from last podcast. No, it's fantastic. See how they're moving and how that's obviously connected to one ship. Yes. What is that? Well, that my friend is called an unidentified flying object look, because I can't tell what the hell it is. It definitely look, is not moving like any space. Those are not three separate lights. That is a plane with three lights and the look at that fucking horse. It's, it's a triangle UFO over South Carolina. This is from five years ago in on in August 2016. I'm just jealous they don't have any light pollution in South Carolina. Look how clear that black sky is. Dog, look at this one. If you see wow. this one, this is from 2012. This is from Guadalajara. Ooh. This one right here, dog. I'm gonna fucking show you this episode. You don't even fucking see this shit. Oh, no, I right? feel stone just Watch looking it. at it. Look at this, man. All right, cool. You see how he's got these like squiggly lights over here? Let me pull this all the way up. Yeah. Right? You see these squiggly lights here? Oh my goodness, right? what's going on? You see this fucking little structure right here, you fucking ah. piece of shit. Look at it. Watch. All right, so they're the lights, they're hanging. What's that? That's fucking weird looking. That then is weird a, looking. There's a lightning strike, right? It shows later on what the lightning strike revealed. Look at the fucking hidden structure underneath it, you fucking Better oaf. not be a dick. You fucking Better piece not be of a dick. cock. Look at this. I'll fucking kill you if you don't see, if you don't get I how do significant st- oh, that is. Awesome. What the fuck is that thing? All what right. is that thing? That is so, El, Mo- El Mejor OVNI Grabado. This yes. is OVNI in Guadalajara. This was from uh, cool. 2012, dog. Honestly, Whoa. check those out. Those are really cool. You Whoa. don't even have to be stoned to think that that's incredible because that's freaking awesome. Uh, really awesome. Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try Every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs in a whole bunch of cha and it started off my day correct. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. Shopping for humans is hard, but shopping for your dog is easy, thanks to Bark because dog can't give you its opinion. But every month, we deliver dogs and treats just for your pup because they deserve to be spoiled. And then the dog shows you what they like. It's incredible. Only I could teach Wendy to use an iPad. She's so resistant. She scratches it up, barks at it, barks at me. But if she could use it, she'd order BarkBox for herself. At Bark, we send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month. And for a limited time, We'll double your first box for free. How about that? Wendy loves her little toys. Carmi has become quite a terrorist when it comes to her toys, and she's a murderer. She rips these things up. 
But, you know, we got some high-quality, tough toys from BarkBox, and she absolutely loves them. And our family could not be happier. <laughs> and if you just want a slice of this joy, you got to go to BarkBox. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash left. That's right. You can sign up now at BarkBox.com slash L-E-F-T for this exclusive offer. This ad is now over. Let's go back to petting our dogs. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Uh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer, it's of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and you might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. All right, well, let's go from out of this world to something that is so unbelievably in this world. Is mm -hmm. that the sound? I'm sorry. When you go back from outer space, <laughs> yeah, you come that's back. That's how I feel. That's my entrance noise. There's nothing more human than Florida, and no. there's nothing more Florida than love, nope. and there's nothing more <laughs> stupid than a Florida man in love with more than one woman. I mean, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes your love's so big, it's not enough for one woman. How many, you... Girls, you got to let your men go. This no, is my new story. You got to let your partner go. Let him fly. Let him, like, you know, like let the partner, whatever, whatever that, that thing is that you're with, you let them go do whatever they want because you don't want to run into scenarios like this. So there's this dude. He's 48 years old. His name is Joseph L. Davis. Uh, he went by two different names, Joe Brown and Marcus Brown. All of these names are the most basic names that ever have existed. It on, is. <laughs> anyway, so he was dating two gals. You're like, okay, it's Florida. I guess that happened. Happens. Maybe I mean, they know everywhere. each other. People date two people date two gals, even in Europe. Sure. More so in Europe. Absolutely. Anyway, they didn't know that that he was uh, had multiple girlfriends. They all they thought that they were the only one until one of the gals went on Facebook and said, Look at the ring that my friend mm. that my man Marcus gave me, Marcus Brown. Turns out that ring was stolen from his other girlfriend. The ring itself was around six grand in value. The woman found that picture of the woman being like look at this incredible ring went to her jewelry box noticed that her ring was missing anyway a confrontation took place she called the police the police arrested him he has now been charged with theft but i just gotta say we gripe about social media it's just, but the reality is the reality you just can't have multiple women that don't know about each other anymore and if you do you can't steal from one and give to the other because they're going to find out cosmically. And also, you can, I believe on Facebook, you can hide posts from specific people. Mm. I believe you can do that like you can do with, I believe, Instagram and, and Twitter and all that shit. And you'd think 
if you're going to post pictures of the engagement ring, you'd hide it. But the interesting thing is, and it kind of makes this even more Florida, the woman got that ring that was stolen from her, from her ex uh, if from her ex relationship, it was an engagement ring from another guy. So this is <laughs> so she actually. I'm going to say she stole the ring because if the engagement is off, you should give the ring back. I that's think, actually. But a, I don't know. That's kind of a weird. That's like a hot topic about whether or not you're supposed to give the ring back. No matter but, what, this ring is cursed. Oh yes, this is not a ring. No for love. love. <laughs> no love comes from that ring ever again. But at the same time, the, it was a gift, right? You received under a gift. the guise that you were going to get married. Sure. All right. But the problem is that the gift has already been given. And then what do you do? I think that it but would be appropriate to, keep, to give it back. Well, who would want to keep who would want to keep an engage engagement a rings or not? trash person? Oh, <laughs> so, I I guess. Mean, not to be anything. Or I would say if you were treated specifically poor, like poorly by the person that gave you the ring, but then you or cash it in. That's what I'm saying. Then you sell that ring. You don't keep it. That's what I would say. That's, that's my mind. I completely agree. Anyway, it looks like the gals are now friends. And they are working with the authorities. They're just going to end up being friends. The guy is a relatively handsome dude, black fella, buff, nice guy. Looks like he was in the army, perhaps. Too much love to go around. You just can't. You just can't do it anymore. Not the 1980s. Although I would say you never should have stole. You never steal a ring from somebody else to give it to somebody else. Because, again, just cosmically. They're going to know it just poisons the well, even. And I all but I also will say, I think that there is a the engagement ring process in America has run amok. They are too expensive. I do think that you should be able to it, depending on what you're talking about with your with your loved one, Mm. because sometimes it's just about a sign of commitment, isn't it? It really is. And I'm going to say this, and this is only for the people who have gotten married out there. I only know because people have gotten married that are very close to me. I think the engagement ring is the burner plate of love. Hmm. You know the burner plate when you get married? Oh, that keeps second it, keeps plate? it simmer. Yeah, keeps but you don't it need it. It's no. just a plate. It's a second plate that they charge you more than the original plate. But they do that because the dish industry is run by the fucking Armenian mafia. <laughs> and they got to move these burner plates or whatever that term is. The underneath yeah. the, the main the plate you eat off of has another plate, especially if you're but planning it doesn't a make wedding. Sense. It makes no sense. But guess what? You have to get it. If you want the other plates, oh, we we went through this. I know you all went through this. The burner plate is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Starter plate? I don't know what what the hell it's called. I just don't cost a lot of money. Anyway, what I'm saying is, if the love is pure... You don't need to spend too much money on these rings. Don't no. break. Don't break your bank. No, the biggest ring you can put around someone is just the emotional, like encompassment mm-hmm. and prison of your love. It's more of a harness. Yes, it's more of a it's, full. It's body a cell. Harness. It's like a cell you're in, but you like. Absolutely. So, Henry, this entire episode, I've been looking at this video. Is this something you would like to show me? Now, this is this is proof that. I am I am so excited uh, before this guy. Okay. This is a very fun story. This guy, this comes from <laughs> consequenceofsound.net. Here is the, the headline well, the and then we're going to play sound, it. Consequence of Sound is pretty great. It is. It is. I'm going to read the headline and then we're going to play a little bit of it. Okay. This guy turned his dead uncle's skeleton into a fully functional guitar. Now, can we hear it? Please. I'm looking at the skeleton right now. It It is a... It's a hell of a creation. <laughs> that is a full set of human ribs. 
and a pelvis bone. If you want to find this on YouTube, it is Dude Built a Guitar Out of Dead Uncle Skeleton. And, uh, wow, that's fucking metal as fuck. I don't have a good music ear, but it's it sounds a little muddled. He did it's, it. It's hard. The fact that it works, I think, is very impressive. Yeah. You know what? First this is of a all, guy. He goes by the moniker Prince Midnight. Okay. Um, he this was his uncle Philip. As you can Aww. see, he is playing his uncle Philip. Um, he's a little bit freaky, but basically, what he said was like, this guy. He's in Grex. He's a, he's Greg. He's from Grace. Um, and it is uh, his father. His uncle Philip was donated. A skeleton nice. was donated to a local college in Greece, where it was used for educational purposes for two decades. When the school no longer needed the skeleton, it was Whoa. returned to his family. Oh, my skeleton's not good enough for you anymore. He just got a new hot skeleton. Yeah, how it is in Hollywood. Wait, are you? Telling me a sexy new skeleton came in and bumped off this twenty-year-old skeleton. So you could just because what you do is well, it's to keep it's to keep the students engaged. You With get a what? hot woman, you get a hot woman skeleton, but they just look at the skeleton and they're just like, oh, this is boring. And then the teacher goes, well, what if I told you the skeleton used to look like this? <laughs> and then it's like a picture of Kathy Ireland, like when she dies. Oh, and everyone's wow, just Kathy like, Ireland! Whoa, Kathy fucking Ireland! I can imagine the tits. Absolutely. Kathy um, Allen, the pinnacle of beauty in the early 90s and today. I love her. Sure. Um, with or- So Orthodox Greeks, they frown upon cremation and the cost of burial was too expensive. So huh. Pr- Prince Midnight and family were at a crossroads as what to do with Philip's remains. See, first, Prince Midnight, who appears to live in Florida, had to deal with a lot of red <laughs> tape. Just they gained possession of the skeleton. He had to file and refile all of the kind of paperwork, all this what? kind of bullshit. So this is what he reported to Metal Sucks. So I got the box of bones from Greece. I didn't know what to do with them at first. Bury them, cremate them, put them in the attic. All seemed like poor ways to memorialize someone who got me into heavy metal. Hold on a second. But okay, but so they just flew the bones to him. Like, did Amazon do this? Did a drone do this? He just got his uncle's bones? I think UPS didn't know what they were carrying you, and they just arrived at the house. You can't even take baloney over the northern, over the southern border, apparently. And this guy just got his uncle's bones? I mean, how does how did Marcus get all of those bones for years? Legally. Yes. Years. And so what he said. So horse bones, horse, horse bones that we know of. Sure. Whatever. I mean, whatever to cover up his fucking crimes, a series of crimes that he established with his families. And so he said that his uncle Philip got him deep into heavy deep into heavy metal. So he decided to turn uncle Philip into a guitar. And he said, which proved to be challenging. I did a lot of research. I did a lot of research and no one's ever made a guitar out of a skeleton. So I did it. I started out consulting with two guys in Dean Guitars Woodshop in Tampa, but they got cold feet. Anyways, what? now Uncle Philip can shred for all eternity. That's how he'd want him, man. I'm super proud of the project and how it serves to honor him, his life, and his influence on me. Dude, I love it. And you know, people might say, oh, you, a lot of Florida stories today and last week and the week before because Florida continues to give but I'm going I'm retiring in Florida I I mean every story makes me love it more each one of these stories makes me like the state more these stories those stories yeah because I mean it's just it's not I don't know if it's good or bad I don't know know what I'm happy that he is memorializing his his uncle that way incredibly creative it really is but that's not this that is actually not the hero of the week all right let's do hero of the week And speaking of bones, we're going to talk a little bit about dinosaur bones, or at the very least, dinosaurs. That's my dinosaur noise. I love that dinosaur noise. It's really accurate. (laughs) Well, they sound more like... 
Wow, you are just a historian. They they did roar. Okay. An eight-year-old from Minneapolis recently pointed out that he has a big freaking problem with the NPR show, All Things Considered. And I'm just going to say this, kid, he is right. There are massive problems with that show, and this is one of them. So Leo, he's eight years old. He wrote a letter to All Things Considered, and this is what he had to say. He says, my name is Leo. I'm eight years old. I listen to All Things Considered in the car with my mom. I listen a lot. I don't know. My parents used to listen to Rush Limbaugh. Your parents used to listen to Stern. I'm not sure what this kind of I don't know what this creates for a kid listening to NPR. I think it's he's a little it's a little boring because I, I how does a child get into NPR? With your mom's help. Honestly, when I watch and when I was a kid, I'd be like, boring. I want to see things explode. Baba boy, baba boy. Exactly. Uh, we also listen to a lot of preaching. Which probably why I love the spoken word so much. Isn't that nice? <laughs> anyway, he goes on to say, I never hear much about nature or dinosaurs or things like that. Maybe you should call your show Newsy Things Considered, since I don't get to hear about all the other things. Or please talk more about dinosaurs and cool things. Sincerely, Leo. And Leo... Out of the mouths of babes. Mm. Absolutely. We all agree with you. More dinosaur talk. More fun news on more NPR. fun news. And I think well, I, that you I, are I didn't hear of the week. I didn't hear fucking word one from NPR on that story of the fucking, uh, the baloney's getting fucking hijacked. NPR only covers the most boring of stories so they can seem exciting when they cover them in their boring ways. Well, to them, being boring is exciting. That's just the way that they are. But I don't know. But, but in my mind. Being boring is boring. It's a different kind of white. There are different. We have two kinds We're of rowdy white. We're rowdy white. We're rowdy white. Silent white. Silent white. <laughs> By comparison, uh, they have talked about. So with dinosaurs, this is according to an NPR uh, archivist. They have found the word dinosaur only appearing in 294 stories in the show's history. By comparison, they have seen the word senator uh, has appeared 20,000 447 times. So you know what, Leo? You're hero of the week because you are suggesting things to make radio better and make it more engaging for the younger generation because without you, we don't have a future. We don't. And I believe in Generation Z. I believe in all of the... I I actually don't hate our generation. I'm fine with our generation. But I really believe in Generation Z. um, And I hope that you do better than we did. Absolutely. Now here it comes from of course. Mm-hmm. I'm still bitter with NPR. You know my reasons. Because they didn't purchase Round Table of Gentlemen. Well, uh, you know the story. No, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> God, I would have loved to have been in that fucking room when they played Round Table of Gentlemen. I had such a great wow. meeting with them because you know I could be very, I can yeah. be very professional. No, of course. And I was like, I love radio. And, oh yeah, and, and they're like, because like, you got a great voice too. So yeah. they're like, oh, this guy's gonna be the. This is the reasonable center man we need. <laughs> Oh, he's the gentle liberal we've been searching for. <laughs> Meanwhile, just like, yeah, yeah, like it was just the, I can't, I wonder what episode you gave them. I don't know. Good uh, Lord. I'm sure it was one where Holden had talked about having sex with his, his mom. fucking mother, dude. <laughs> All right, so we got a couple of emails from scientists this week because of the weird theoretical quantum physics bullshit that we were talking about last Thank week that, that we wanted some form yes. of explanation for. So let's see how far we will get. Because um, <laughs> this was a, in response to the story about Salvatore Pais and this idea of this compact plasma fusion device that he says, he says it's the future of travel and it seems like it's a person that is working with the U.S. Navy, blah, 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 to create a facsimile of UFO technology. Okay. So this is what he says. All right. So this is when I come down to the the basically 
Matter can generally transition into other states through changes of temperature. And in very simple terms, the way we define a state is how the molecules of the substance interact with each other. Okay. I mean, like, you know, makes it. something cold, it gets more solid, you know, makes it not, it becomes more liquid. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, now, Pay's theory seems to rely on the fact that if you vibrate something fast enough, it increases the temperature and can turn solids into plasma, right? The fourth state of matter is plasma, which requires a high, such a high temperature that essentially no bonds between molecules or atoms are possible, right? So he thinks all of this bullshit from Pais, the layman transition that he believes comes from Sebastian Pais, like gobbledygook is, okay. I finally slipped one of my bullshit theories past a low quality journals reviewers, and I'm going to latch onto this as hard as I can as proof of I'm legitimate. This comes from a very bitter scientist. Wow, I um, guess Which so. I understand. My biggest theory, which I modestly name after myself, is the Pais effect, which says that if I vibrate charged particles faster and faster over time, eventually they turn into plasma, which releases lots of energy. This energy interacts with vacuum of space, which I now declare is a new state of matter which deemed to be very important before you think that too hard here's some bud words to convince you i'm a science guy vacuum matter quantum reality they're very very upset now this is why he Shaking. says all of this is bullshit oh right um just going off the excerpt alone salvatore Pais declares the vacuum energy state as the fifth state of matter but a vacuum is by definition a state with no matter it's kind of like saying starving is my favorite food whoa <gasps> we already have a fifth state of matter which is the bose einstein condensate I won't bore you. I won't bore Nailed you it. with an explanation of what it is, but it seems like a good plasma scientist should know what that is already. Yeah, and, you'd be, and if you were a plasma scientist yeah. and you didn't know, we're yeah. making fun of you now. We're making fun of you. And he says we already know about the phenomenon of what this guy was talking about—a macroscopic quantum coherence. So Pais is late here. An example is superconducting wire that you might find in an MRI machine to generate large magnetic fields. However, to achieve these states requires a lot of energy and cooling. As an example. High magnetic fields MRI need MRIs need giant tanks of liquid helium to cool the superconducting wires to a temperature low enough to function properly, making a portable compact version of this not feasible with current technology. Oh my god, tell me something I don't know. I mean, tell me. <laughs> tell me I mean, I how many know. times are we gonna cover this? <laughs> um, but basically he just says he's he, it, none of it's right. Ah and that it sounds like a weird he, don't, he doesn't know how it all got through. Man, it must be hard being a scientist saying all the words and then be like, it's almost like you're talking a different language and no one knows what you're saying. And you're just trying to communicate the best way you know how to communicate. You're trying to is, avoid miscommunication and right. misinformation. But then sometimes you're going to talk to two dum-dums here that yeah. asked for letters from scientists who also doesn't do also don't understand it. This because comes Henry, from, Henry made a fart noise when he when he fake came back to Earth from space. That's Remember what that? sounds that's, like to me. Yeah. And I made dinosaur noises as well, <laughs> which may have been accurate. I don't know. We don't know. And this one comes from Lillian, who is written to oh, us several times my grandma's name. very very smart this is a very another very smart person that was talking about with the concept of when we were talking about portals to the fifth dimension right okay. last week physics physicists currently have a model for reality called the standard model that is highly accurate but incomplete and needs to be modified to include things like dark matter one of the ways to modify this standard model is to include something called a warped extra dimension to oversimplify it this means that along with space and time, there is a thing which exists to give certain particles mass or a mass. Okay. Right? You understanding? I, I, somewhat. Sure. In a way. In a way. In other words, this extra dimension is not a place that we can visit or perceive, and there is no 
physical portal to get there. The theory itself is pretty cool, and this particular study's merit draws from the fact that there might be a way to experimentally test the theory. Vice's use of the word portal is incredibly misleading. Uh The original study's paper uses the word portal to discuss a complicated interaction mechanism. All right, so that's basically what's basically... I don't understand. It is just saying that there's a there's things about extra dimensions that we just we literally can't grok if we wanted to. You ever take a block of Velveeta cheese and put it on nachos without melting it? It's sure. disgusting. I hate it. It's just cheese and chips. What am I doing? I, if I have no knife, you got to melt it. Okay, well that that's that story. There you go. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you, Lillian. Honestly, um, Lillian's a wonderful name. I think I'm going to name my first daughter Lillian, and my first son. Herbert, where are you going to be? You going to buy them or you going to grow them? They do grow. Um, All right, here we go. This good old fashioned ghost story. For whatever reason, my boyfriend, who I'll refer to as Jack, is sensitive. Is he a felon? I don't know. I don't know. They are afraid. Okay. For whatever reason, my boyfriend, I'll refer to as Jack, he's sensitive to the paranormal and communicate with ghosts. His brother John passed away a few years ago and John's ghost seems to like hanging around our apartment. A few weeks ago, I had some extra cash, so I decided to treat myself to a bottle of scotch. It's a person right there. Nice. A few nights later, I opened it and settled down on the couch with my boyfriend to enjoy the glass. Barely a minute after I took the first sip, Jack jumped in surprise and (gasps) yelled, what the fuck? As he turned around. He said he heard a loud bang behind us, and after investigating, we found a dent in the ceiling that matched the walking stick that had been resting on the wall below it. A little spooked, we went into the couch where Jack asked if I had said something, which I did not. He heard something whispering, but it wasn't me. At this point, I downed the scotch and said it was time for bed. It was almost 2 a.m., and I didn't know what was happening. On our way to bed, Jack found a scrap of paper perfectly in the center of the hallway towards the bedroom. Just two words were written on it in handwriting that didn't match either one of us. You forgot. Jack realized his brother John was haunting us and tried to figure out what we forgot. Maybe the day was special, but that was ruled out quickly. Then I realized why John was upset. John loved whiskey. Every time we got a new bottle, we would always pour out a shot glass of it. More often if it was Jack Daniels, his favorite. This time, I didn't give him any scotch. We heard gentle knocks on the wall, which we figured was John telling us to give him some. After asking some questions and getting intelligent responses, we went back to the kitchen and Jack froze. He said he saw John standing in our kitchen looking impatient. (gasps) After a beat, he shrugged it off and went to start pouring us all a shot glass of scotch. Maybe a waste to you. But John clearly wanted to share. After uncorking the bottle, the cork went flying across the kitchen on its own and ended almost under the fridge. It's a, it could be I some scotch, it. but still, it's, it's crazy. It's scary. Jack told John to be patient, <gasps> and we're getting there. And a small white candle we have on the counter lit on its own. Wow. Jack blew it out after he was finishing pouring the shots and went outside to pour it out for John. Things began to settle down after that. We asked with some questions, and he replied with gentle knocking on the wall. But he kept us awake with more knocks until 3 a.m. Just because he well, thought it was hammered. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, he was hammered. We thought we told him to fuck off. We need some sleep, which he ignored until Jack threatened to bring out the sage. <laughs> Finally, he was quiet. <laughs> you know what, man? We got to write a movie. Drunk ghosts. I love the drunk idea. Of dr- or drunk ghost dad. 
Oh, I Take love it, back. it. Oh, Ghost Dad. <laughs> whatever happened to whatever happened to, to him? that star? Oh yeah, whatever. Whatever <laughs> happened to Bill Cosby? Interesting. But you know, that's a that's a very powerful thing. I had a powerful dream about Triple H, uh, the pro wrestler. He he came to me in a dream, and you know what? I I asked him for advice, and you know what he said? What? Slow dance. But remember that? Interesting. Because I talked about it, I didn't want to dance at my wedding. That's right. And he said, slow dance. Whoa, that's romance. He just opened the door to romance Maybe, but also take it easy, just dance around. No, absolutely. Life's a slow dance, but Triple H is a bit of a hustler for that kind of advice. He actually should take take some of the advice for himself, because I think Triple H is working too hard. He loves to work out, but that's what he does. He doesn't do anything else other than work out and work. See, that's how nice it is. That's how I say, I'm not, he doesn't do anything else but work hard. Yes. So he's like lazy. He is lazy <laughs> for the rest of his life. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for that tale. That was cool. That Very was creepy. really, really cool. I thank God you're, thank God John didn't like crystal meth. So you have to constantly like oh. buy it, put a line out for him. Because right, honestly, it's a lot because you're going to get mad. You're going to start getting really actually very upset. Well, it's you a have felony. To, yeah. uh, and then it's your crystal meth. Right. We're going to tell the judge the ghost wanted it. Being like, this is for my dead brother. And then honestly, that would make more sense. Yeah, it really would. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope Hope you're doing well out there. We're super excited to see you in the not so distant future. I feel like we're supposed to wait to next week to make our announcement. I think we are, but we have an announcement coming next week. So anyway, we'll see we'll get you get ready for that. Yeah. I mean, you can assume what it's it about is fucking going out uh, on the road. Yeah, we're going to go on the road at some point this year. Yes, yeah, so it's so, going on. And the we road have some you, dates to tell you about. And yeah, you fuck. Oh, my God. I'm going to pinch each one of your cheeks, bottoms and ups. Oh. I'm going to fucking I'm going to play with your knees. You fucking pieces <laughs> of shit. I can't wait to see all of you. I can't wait to eat in a restaurant. That's not my house. Oh, that will be nice. Oh, yeah. And then also we have, you know, check out lastpodcastmerch.com. We got all new sorts of bullshit on there. And also check out mm-hmm. Dunecast is coming your way March 15th. It is. You are stressed out. You, you, I know you've been working really hard on this, so I, it's going to be I, great. It was a mistake. It, the whole <laughs> <laughs> Doing an extra show was a mistake. Well, but guess what? At least I think it's a super simple topic like Dune. Yeah, yeah. It's really easy to condense. Yeah, of course But it it's is. fun as hell. I can't wait to you to watch and listen to us both go fucking completely insane as we roll through the muck that yes. is Dune. And of course, that'll be with Holden McNeely. I'm sitting this one out. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. I get a little break. So live every day. Watching your neighbors hoping for that U-Haul, like living Ooh. for that witness lifestyle. Honestly. Because nothing's more fun, right? Because when you're a witness, you can sit and you can laugh at how everybody fucking comes at you. Everybody's telling me, oh, now everybody's asking me, oh, witness me. I want to be, oh, be a witness to my mm-hmm. death. Be Free, a witness to my death. Free police station coffee. So much. So and what's much. nice about it is it's so gray looking <laughs> that you'll just love it. You love police station coffee. Mm. You love hanging out with the cops all day because it's better than sitting at home. You know, Linda did. You know, those cops are like, Linda, Linda we are good with you. you. Thank you for the information. And I'll tell you another thing. I don't, Linda. Let me tell you. That's just your neighbor is gay, Linda. It's not a story for us. It's actually totally legal and it's fine. You need to leave him alone. He has many gentlemen callers and yes, I hope that he would friends. commit. I want him to get married. It that's not a point. Also, he doesn't. He leaves his trash cans out one extra day. Linda, you're becoming the problem. <laughs> I guess I'll just have to take care of the problem myself. No! <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations, everybody. Hail me. Absolutely. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers. 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.